You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. C-130 rolling down the strip. Airborne daddy on a one-way trip. Stand up, hook up, shuffle to the door. Jump right out and count to four. If my man don't open wide, I've got another one by my side. If that one should fail me too, look out below, I'm coming through, cause I'm airborne, all the way, PT, every day, Ariba, get it out, Ariba, get it out. As for the brothers and sisters from Fort Bragg that deployed to Iraq, and uh, Syria, Kuwait, uh, be safe, get back home, Uh, we're praying for you guys each and every day. Amen. And uh, we want to uh, acknowledge God bless America and God bless the USA, the military, both past, present, and future. And if anyone had any idea what it takes to have a general sing a Jody, you would be definitely impressed. Especially one that can't sing. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody can sing a Jody, you know. I mean, that just—it's amazing. You you doing that, and I just—it brings back. It's like flashbacks, almost. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And uh, it's almost like you're thinking about a Jody, and and uh, you know, it may it may be no it may be absolutely no rhyme or reason, but. and I, I've thought many times about the Jody when um, Fort Ord had been so many people had gone through it. The uh, the back road, dirt back roads, mm-hmm. had been had turned into powder. Right. And about a six inch powder mm-hmm. that you felt like every time you took a step you were sinking. You know. Absolutely. And uh, that's hard to double time. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they should make us be doing that, but they did anyway, and we did anyway. But uh, you know what I'm talking about. And then, then that sergeant would start singing a Jody, and you'd get a smile on your face, and you'd make it through. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, there's been a lot of training done. If it turns to powder, oh. and there's a fine dust that you're running in, you know, absolutely. You know, it's a good day. It's a good day. You know, uh, before we get started today, David, you know, yes, I'd like to uh, just take a moment to uh, a moment of silence for the uh, firefighters that we lost in Australia, the uh, the people of Australia that are dealing with those uh, fires, uh, the people of China that are dealing with uh, that virus. You know, the death toll is up to 50 now. And uh, just last a couple of days ago, it was 12. So. You know, there are a lot of things going on. But more importantly, uh, you know, the basketball world, uh, the human world, lost uh, nine people yesterday in California. And, uh, you know, the uh, the families that are devastated uh, from that helicopter crash and uh, Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter. And uh, her teammate was on there, another 13-year-old that uh, that passed away. You know, just just. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, if you've got a loved one close by, hug on them just a little bit tighter because you never know the time nor the place. And um, if we could take a moment of silence.
All right, David, we got a good show today. Um, I think the topic today is setting the stage for getting after what you really uh, brought me here to do, and that is uh, to remember Desert Shield, Desert Storm. And, um, you know, um, this week marks the uh, 29th year of uh, the last set of troops coming out of the uh, Persian Gulf and returning to the United States from Desert Shield, Desert Storm. And um, what more fitting way to begin uh, remembering Desert Shield, Desert Storm, and really getting at the um, the what we say behind the curtain, the machinery that, uh, that operates and runs uh, such an endeavor. Um, we've got Lieutenant Colonel retired Al Wilson, uh, 24th Infantry Division, Company Commander, uh, during the time of Desert Storm, and uh, we've got him coming on next week to discuss you know um the behind the scenes uh leadership requirements the task uh, the challenges that face the division as we prepared on a short notice uh he reminded me that we had a, about a two week window wow. from flash to bang uh now we're giving troops uh, anywhere from a year to maybe 15 months now the exception was the guys that left to go to Iraq uh about 3 or 4 weeks ago but for the most part, those that are going into uh, the Persian Gulf and the Middle East, they're getting uh, about a 9- to 12-month train-up cycle before they go in uh, to perform uh, the train and assist missions, peacekeeping missions, and uh, sometimes uh, kinetic uh, or combat missions in defense of uh, this great nation. You know, it, it very recently, like uh, uh, this past weekend, I had I was with a couple of friends, and uh, one of them mentioned, "You know what? What was that last war we were in? And already forgotten, and you know, could remember what did we do after nine eleven?" And I just, I wanted to bang my head up against the wall other than we are, you are doing something about it. And uh, we're going to keep people informed and not just informed, but remembering. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the old old saying or whatever it is that if, you, if you're not a student of history and know history, it's bound to repeat itself. Absolutely. And, uh, we... Uh, we can't go back into a Vietnam situation. We can't go back into a Desert Shield, Desert Storm situation. Absolutely. And you know, it, it really boils down to the American people have got to hold the government accountable. And the government has got to make sure that uh, they're doing everything they can with the other instruments of power before you take the nation's treasure and you send it off and engage it in combat or uh, operations abroad. You know, and if the world leaders come together on one accord, you know, and uh, really look at the basic needs of the world's population, you know, I think it'll take a lot of stress and strain off of uh, economies around the world, you know. And one of those things that, um, you know, I had a young person uh, that I was talking to recently asked me a good question How do you want to be remembered? You know, and 
each of our leaders. Singing Jody is at uh, America's <laughs> Web Radio. I wish. <laughs> that would be good. But, you know, how do you want to be remembered? You know, what was your impact? What was your legacy, you know, to make the world a better place? You know, not to make more money or, you know, to, you know, really exploit capitalism and stuff like that. But what were the one thing that you did, you know, to change somebody else's life for that day? You know, and uh, I watched the interview yesterday that uh, the last interview that Kobe Bryant did, you know, before he knew that, you know, um, the, the tragic events yesterday. And that was one of the things that he highlighted was, you know, I want to be remembered as someone that was trying to reach the youth to show them a better way. And it was through uh, communication and the love of basketball, you know, and it's just one of those things that, you know, you, you take the gifts that God gives you and then you make the most out of it. And then you try to make this place a better place, you know, and, and we don't do it red or blue, you know, it's all red, white and blue. And, uh, you know, it really boils down to the simple things of treat your fellow neighbors the way you want to be treated or, you know, just do what the Bible says, you know, love thy neighbor. You know, I, I want to bring something up. And I, I sat yesterday at home and was was alone and, and listening to the reports on, on the crash mm-hmm. and all of this. And this is going to sound, I don't know, it, it's, it's not meant to be selfish. It's not meant to be anything other than fact. Mm-hmm. But I kept listening, and I, in many cases, one, I'm, I, I'm ne- because of my towering height, uh, <laughs> I, I've never been a big basketball fan. I'm mm-hmm. all like anybody, any other kid, always shot hoops in the backyard and played 21 and all that. Oh, yeah. But at the same token, we get... We get so carried away as a country and as reporters and whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, there there is no question, no question what a great God-given athlete he was. Mm-hmm. No question at all, and, and what a basketball player. And, you know, and I, I, kept, I kept waiting to hear, and there was some of it, but not the amount that I would have liked to have heard. Mm-hmm. And because I'm not an avid NBA uh, uh, follower, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know what I would have said. But I, I, anyway, my point being, I'm rambling around, but my point being, there was only one word that, that bothered me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it was? Or would guess? Mm. I don't want to take anything away from Kobe Bryant. He he was incredible. Right. And one reason I watch uh, football, I watch it the what that individual in his mind can do with their bodies, mm-hmm. their God-given talent, mm-hmm. and their bodies. Whether it's catching a football with one hand mm-hmm. or or uh, dunking a basket or making a basket from you know the other end of the court or whatever it is. But the one word that bothered me mm-hmm. was when they had used the term Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant was a hero. Mm-hmm. And he was 
and and I wish they would have explained it better. Right. He was a hero from, in my opinion, this is strictly my opinion, mm-hmm. a hero from the standpoint that he did a lot of good and he worked with kids mm-hmm. and, and he did a lot of good. But I can't relate, or I have a hard time relating, mm-hmm. to a basketball player even as talented and, you know, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan and all the rest that are are just, I mean, incredible. Mm -hmm. But my hero is a person that's like you Mm -hmm. and and the person that stood up, raised his right hand and said, I'll pay the ultimate price. Right. And many, 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 as you know, many, Mm -hmm. many, many have. Yep. They're my heroes. Mm -hmm. And I, I just don't like the... You know, if they had clarified it and said, well, he was a hero because, but just mm-hmm. to say, well, he was a basketball hero because he made however many thousand points. Mm-hmm. But how do you feel about that? Well, You've you know, never I, done that. And you know, I, I think um, when you use the word hero, it comes in many shapes and sizes. It's interchangeable. You know, uh, it transcends just the military. And uh, those that go in defense of the country, you know, you got first responders, um, you've got doctors uh, that do heroic things in the in the operating room on a daily basis. Um, you know, you've got larger than life uh, heroes that are athletes that are socially conscious. Uh, they go back to whence they have come. They give back, um, you know, and, and not just a monetary investment, but, you know, time, effort, uh, ability to speak to, you know, large groups of young people to motivate them, you know. Um, and I think when they used the word hero yesterday for him, he was that type of individual that was changing uh, the generation right behind him. And making a difference, a lot like what you and I talked about last week about how to reach uh, gener- Generation Z, and you know how do we stop the threat from getting through? You know, um, so when you look at him and what he's talking about, it's in line with what you and I were talking about for Gen Z, but it was just coming from a different segment. But when you looked at both of them side by side, you know they were interchangeable because. He was talking about being more people connected and less socially awkward or, you know, um, in isolation uh, in the social spectrum. Some of the things that you and I talked about, you know, how do you uh, take someone that's disenfranchised and you turn them into an extremist? In in other words, you know, uh, they're unconnected, they're alone, they're isolated. And then the threat targets them and starts feeding, you know, hey, I'm your friend, you know, I'm your family when nobody else wants to be there, you know. And then next thing you know, you got a homegrown terrorist, you know. So I I think from that perspective, the things that he was advocating about uh, the Mamba mentality and uh, academics, uh, sports, uh, being a more well-rounded citizen and giving back to your local communities and stuff. You know, when you look at it from that aspect, yeah, that's the true definition of a hero. You know, it's a different type of threat that you're dealing with, but, you know, none the same. He's dealing with that threat just like you and I are dealing with that threat. 
We're going to take a break, and before we go on that break, I want to invite everyone down on Wednesday to the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame induction ceremony. I believe it's 15. Yes, it's at uh, 2 o'clock. It's the unveiling ceremony at the the Georgia Rotunda with the governor. And uh, we've got 15 inductees that were uh, announced uh, back in November, December time frame. And this is the unveiling ceremony where their uh, portraits and their bios will hang in the, uh, I think it's the North Tower across the street from the state capitol. And uh, it's a huge uh, ceremony with a lot of uh, pageantry, but a, a lot of meaning, you know, because you've got uh, folks that served in combat and they were recognized for valor. You've got uh, others that were service and others that were achievement for uh, a military career and uh, what they did for the nation and stuff. And I think Georgia is one of uh, a few states that actually has a military hall of fame that is uh, up and operational and uh, truly recognizes uh, the the great men and women that come from the state of Georgia. And I think uh, this year's class takes the uh, count over 110, if I'm not mistaken, uh, of inductees uh, that have been inducted into the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. Huge. And I want to tip my hat and to uh, Paul and to Rick that have done just an incredible job. And, you know, I mentioned to you the Peachtree uh, Monument. Yes. And uh, then we've got J.C. We're becoming quite a state in, in not just North Georgia because mm-hmm. I know some activities going on in South Georgia as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're becoming quite a state of appreciation for our veterans and for our military in general absolutely and uh, i absolutely. think it's i think it's fantastic uh i can see hopefully i'm sure there are many steps ahead of me but i can see promoting this as uh, you know come to georgia and take a military lesson in our military museum from one city to the next mm-hmm. and uh yeah i i think it's wonderful and I, whoever's come up with it and supporting it and Mike Mazell and all the rest, uh, everyone, yourself included, and uh, Rick White, uh, it's just fantastic. We'll be back with General Dix right after this. morning. My name is Mike Mizell. I'm a retired Army colonel and president of the Johns Creek Veterans Association. We meet in Newtown Park, and part of one of our projects is the installation of the Healing Wall, the half-scale model of the Vietnam Wall that traveled the United States. Well, it's coming to rest, and it's going to live in Johns Creek forever, the half-scale model. We're looking at a possibly a march implementation ribbon cutting ceremony and we're looking for donors and sponsors that want to help us in this great project you can donate at jcvets.org
The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key. And the train staff Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or if taking win, the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Okay, we're back on America's Web Radio, and we're getting a very important question answered that uh, we had stumped many, many folks, including... Yeah, I tell you, when you stump a general, that's that's going some. And then, and then the uh, stumping a grunt, there's nothing to that. The general said, any, any grunt can be stumped. But okay. then we had to go to our extensive okay. research right. department. I'll, I'll call you back. Call the telephone, right. and uh, well, sir, do we have an answer? Yep. David, we have an answer. Uh, I I wish I had a drum roll. (laughs) (laughs) The Navy does not have formations like the Army with platoons, squads, and things like that. They have ships and strike groups, and then they have a commodore that commands all of the ships inside of that strike group, and then, you know, uh, they're higher up. Uh, But they do not have platoons or squads. How do they get the word out? Oh, well, they get the word out through the uh, ship communications. and They just uh, get on the horn and talk? Yeah, they get on the horn and talk, and uh, they have a formation uh, when they come to port, and when they get ready to leave port, you know, uh-huh. and they uh, put out the message of the day, you know, and it works for them. So, you know. I think they bounced up and down on too many waves. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you got to... You you got to admire them. It, it it works, you know, yeah. uh, for over two hundred plus years. So you yeah. know, I'll take our navy over anybody else's any day. Oh no question. I just uh, I hope they know when they yell fire, which one they're supposed to shoot. Oh yeah, they've got drills and <laughs> <laughs> they know where to go and who's designated to fight what. So you know. Now that's interesting, though, don't you think? Mm-hmm. That, that uh, okay, let's let's go back to the, when it wasn't 
I mean, the whole, I and correct me if I'm wrong, because I could be totally wrong, but the whole idea of the formation in the morning and mm-hmm. uh, the company is to say, okay, girls, well, this is what we're doing today, or this is uh, first platoon, you'll be in our second platoon, mm-hmm. or third, whatever it happens to be, yep. and then it trickles down from there, the, uh, the platoon leader, generally a first or second lieutenant. Mm-hmm goes from there and right. he meets them he he doesn't meet with the first and second platoon he meets with his platoon and they have their instructions uh through the uh, shipboard communications and they they get the word of the day and you know each detail and what they're responsible for and they report to that duty station and you know they carry out their functions which is uh you know which is even more stellar when you think about it you yeah. know you're entrusting a 17, 18, 19-year-old young person, you know, with millions and millions of dollars worth of equipment. Uh, you know, it's similar to the Army, you know, and the Marines, and especially the Air Force, you know, the maintainers that work on, you know, billion-dollar aircraft. And, you know, you expect them to know their craft, and they train and they study, and uh, they work it every day, you know, which makes the all-volunteer force even greater when you think about it. Oh, no question. And just as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, I'm still back into our army, our company formation that the the company commander gives the orders of the day, basically. Mm -hmm. And if you split it up, and then and you have one guy doing this and one guy, and you have these different groups. I, I'm I'm still looking at it like that old game that you start out and you go around in a circle and okay the the first piece of fruit piece of fruits an orange the second one's an apple and by the time you get all the way around you're eating a banana or something you know? <laughs> and uh, I I just I like I guess I like our way of communi- our the army way of communication mm-hmm. but anyway spoken so like a true out. soldier yeah go army beat navy yeah. You know, maybe next year. Next but, year. You know. <laughs> That's like farming. Always oh next year. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, so we have, we have uh, you know, our highly respected research team of zero <laughs> <laughs> found out the answer to the question, and it, it was a traumatic situation. I thought, I thought, my my partner over here was going to pass out when I said, "Did you find the answer?" And he couldn't even remember the question. That was bad. <laughs> Who was that? That, that guy left me. <laughs> no, that was fun. That was yeah, fun. and I learned something. It's always good to learn something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I'm going to join the Navy as if the Navy would have me. But, no time soon. Uh, no time soon. No time soon. No. Army all the way. <laughs> anyway, so. What are you, you've got the uh, names of the inductees there? Or? Yes, I do. Uh, we've got uh, 15 inductees, and uh, we've got Colonel Retired uh, Gregory Clark Camp um, from Columbus, Georgia, and uh, United States Army. He's getting inducted for service. We've got uh, Rear Admiral uh, Wendy Lee, Brian Carpenter. Uh, she's going in for uh, achievement. We've got Staff Sergeant... Uh, Richard Francis Dunnan, and he's going in for Valor. And we've got a uh, sergeant from the United States Marine Corps, uh, Eglin 
uh, Inglade Jr., and he's going in for Valor from uh, participation in Vietnam. We've got uh, Chief Warrant Officer 4, Ray Ralph Fairman. He's going in for service, and he's also from the United States Marine Corps. He enlisted at the age of 17 back in uh, 1963 and mm-hmm. served for 33 years. Outstanding. Wow. We've got Major General Retired uh, James Adrian Guest. He's going in for Valor, and he's from Tacoa, Georgia. You've got uh, Sergeant United States Army uh, Jason Robert Harkins. He's going in for Valor. He was uh, uh, killed in action in uh, Iraq in 2007. Rest in peace, my brother. You got First Lieutenant United States Army James Charles King. He's going in for Valor. You got uh, Sergeant United States Marine Corps Edmund uh, Nicholas uh, Marks Jr. and he's from St. Mary's. He's going in for Valor. You've got uh, Corporal United States Marine Corps Charles Henry Monroe Jr. And he's from uh, Savannah, Georgia. Uh, he was a uh, a rifleman, First Marine Division in Korea in 1950. You've got First Lieutenant United States Army uh, Clyde Moore uh, Valor. He was killed in action and uh, 1967 uh, served with the 101st Airborne Division in Vietnam as an infantry platoon leader. Rest in peace, my brother. Lieutenant Colonel, retired United States Army, James Armit Scott III, going in for valor. You've got uh, First Lieutenant United States Army, Philip Baldwin Smith. He's going in for valor. He's from Griffin, Georgia. Uh, Major General, retired United States Army, uh, Jack Cox Wheeler. He's going in for service after a 32-year career in the United States Army. He's from Fayetteville. And uh, we'll close out the ceremony with uh, Staff Sergeant, or Correction Sergeant, United States Army, Roger William Weiss, Jr., and he's going in for service, and he's from Roswell, Georgia. And so it's going to be a great day. On uh, Wednesday, they'll uh, open up the uh, ceremony with a uh, welcome and an opening prayer, and uh, Paul Langrier will lead that. And then uh, you got the Pledge of Allegiance by Cadet First Sergeant Matthew Perino, uh, King's Academy, JROTC. Uh, huge participation from that JROTC program. They do a great job. You've got uh, remarks from Senator Ed Harbison. And uh, Senator Harbison uh, is one of the principals that uh, made the Hall of Fame what it is today. And it was because of his efforts and his service also um, to the United States that uh, we have the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. And uh, he was number 27 on the inductee list. Um, and then uh, the uh, governor, Brian Kemp, will give remarks. And uh, we'll also uh, get remarks from Commissioner Mike Roby. Uh, and he's the uh, lead for the Georgia Department of Veterans Service. And um, they'll go with the uh, frame citation and the photo presentation. And then they'll be placed on the wall of honor. And uh, last year's class will be moved throughout the rest of the uh, Hall of Fame. And uh, they'll give a closing prayer uh, from Colonel Rick White, who is uh, instrumental in leading this program. And then they'll end the ceremony. And uh, if you know of any uh, service member that has uh, served honorably and done great things uh, for the United States military, 
uh, go to our website at www.gmvhof.org and uh, fill out an application uh, and a packet to submit uh, that great American uh, for this honor. So I appreciate the time, David, to be able to talk about that. Let me, let me ask. Obviously, you're in, you've been inducted, and also uh, to many of the uh, ceremonies in um, Columbus. One thing that uh, you didn't mention, I ho- and I assume they do, but I hope they do anyway. Color guard. Yes, they have a presentation. Uh, uh, there's something I got to go to a doctor because there's something wrong with me because at my age. Whenever a color guard passes, mm-hmm. I still get goosebumps. Oh yeah, yes. There is a. The doctor will tell you you're fine. <laughs> that is a natural reaction. Uh, if you've served and uh, you know you've been overseas and uh, the stars and stripes are, you know, over that compound. Uh, whether it's in combat or not, peacetime operations, training, it doesn't matter. When you see old glory. You know, uh, it means something. And uh, to defend it is a great honor. Uh, It's a humbling experience. And you're absolutely right. When that color guard, you know, comes in to the uh, room, you know, everybody's at the position of attention. And uh, it really triggers that emotional response to those who have served and uh, defended and their families. Because, you know, your family understands the sacrifice that you are uh, undertaking. Uh, to defend this nation and stuff. You know, I can't remember it when. It hadn't been that long, but uh, everything's relative in my at my age. So <laughs> it may have been 100 years as opposed to 50 years. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember when they did it, but they changed it where if you're wearing a cover, I believe mm-hmm. th- this may is right, but if you're wearing a cover... And it doesn't matter what what football team cover it is. If you're wearing a cover mm-hmm. and they present the flag and and Sing play the, the Star Spangled mm-hmm. Banner, that you have every right to salute a hand mm-hmm. salute as opposed to just uh, crossing your right your hand over your heart. Mm-hmm. When did they? They this was about what ten? About five, five, ten years. Yeah, ago? about five or ten years ago. Yeah, I know. think that's beautiful. Oh yeah, you know, indoors or outdoors. And, uh, you know, it's a sign of respect uh, for service, but more importantly uh, to the flag, you know, and everything that it represents, you know. So, once again, it's that uh, that freedom of speech uh, aspect that we talked about. And, uh, you know, it's uh, truly the, uh, the greatest uh, military in the world. And, uh, you know, as long as it's all volunteer force and we continue to shape the next generation behind us uh, to serve and, uh, you know, uh, be prepared to give of self in support of your fellow man. You know, there's no greater honor as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, you know, I I see that every Monday and Wednesday with the mermaids from L.A. Fitness. And And what did uh, they, did they critique last week? Oh, yeah, they did. They they (laughs) loved the show. And, uh, you know, they understand where we're trying to take it and the purpose behind the show and they're they're grateful uh you know they uh told me this morning that they learn a lot from the conversation and um they appreciate uh the conversation in the back and forth you know and um 
the uh, the congenial tone and respect that we have for each other and stuff. And uh, they look forward to every Monday at one o'clock here in the show to see what it is that we're going to discuss and uh, talk about. Well, we ought to invite the mermaids to come to one of the shows. Oh, yeah, that would be great. And, and be our guests in here. Oh, yeah. That, that would be fun. They can't bring the pool alone. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have to leave their pool behind. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, no, that'd be fun. That'd mm-hmm. be fun. And, uh, you know, uh, the whole thing, and I, I'm just so blessed that, that we got to meet because it's so important to to remember every sacrifice, mm-hmm. whether it was Vietnam, Korea, uh, Desert Storm, Desert Shield, all of them. And I hope that... Um, oh, I want to throw this out. If there's anyone that's listening, whether they're listening right now or they listen to the archives or any time they hear it, as long as we're still in business... If you have an idea and you had someone that served and you have an idea whether it's in I would for this show I'd prefer it be about Desert Shield or Desert Storm. But if you want to make a comment or you've got something that you think would would add to the show, please contact us and Absolutely. and let us know what's on your mind. So, you know, life is communication. Absolutely. And uh, we want to communicate with you. And uh, uh, General Dix is extremely smart and extremely knowledgeable. Mm. But as we found, he doesn't know everything about the Navy. <laughs> knows everything about the Army, but not everything about the Navy. No. Absolutely. But, no, just uh, let us hear from you. And if you got any kind of suggestions for America's Web Radio and, and what we're doing right or possibly what we're doing wrong let us know we can't fix it unless we know it's broke absolutely absolutely so and uh, always we uh we're the weirdest group of people walking around everybody walks at attention you know so there's a lot of banging of the shoes on the floor but <laughs> no i'm just teasing but it's it's uh you know it's like when you came in today and i, I just looked i it felt good you mm-hmm. know to me and uh, then again, Richard looked at me like you're nuts. And huh, no, I, I I returned it, <laughs> and uh, I had a, my arms were full, you know. But uh, it's, well, I had a colonel uh, tell me what you do if your arms are full mm-hmm. and you can't return it, and he uh, he made it quite clear that he had a bird on and I had a stripe on. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yes. If you can't do it with your right hand, you do it with your left hand, son. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> oh, no, I hadn't seen one of those. But, you know, uh, the uh, the acknowledgement and the sign of respect uh, was a great thing. And I, I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it's just like uh, when we start off the show with the Jody. And, uh, you know, it, it takes us both back down memory lane. And uh, formations uh, running PT from Darmstadt, Germany, to Fort Stewart, Georgia, where I'm going on Wednesday, um, to Hunt Army Airfield, you know, walking up those steps and uh, getting onto a contract there to head to Desert Shield, Desert Storm, you know. Um, 
just a lot of great memories. Uh, you know, uh, the time at Fort Bragg in the early 90s uh, was probably the greatest time of my career. And, uh, you know, just a, a, a young kid from uh, Lemon Park, Georgia, uh, Brookhaven, and uh, the city of Decatur that just really loved uh, people and uh, loved being in the field, which is uh, the Army's uh, greatest attribute. Uh, you know, sometimes my soldiers thought I was crazy, but, uh, you know, I just, I grew up playing out back and, you know, going fishing down at the creek and, you know, just a, a city country boy is what I call myself, you know, and just giving that opportunity. It's, it's been a blessing. And when you salute it, it, it brought all that back, rushing back, you know, and, uh, you know, one of our greatest attributes is uh, once a soldier, always a soldier. It doesn't matter, you know. I was going to ask, and I'm, I'm I'm not sure I the question will come out right. But mm-hmm. when when you have those memories, and you think back, and and you have the beautiful, wonderful memories, I I'm just assuming that memory is not of an M16 or or an M1A1 or but it's of your fellow officers mm-hmm. or even even some of the NCOs you worked with oh yeah it's it's not it's not the stuff it's mm-hmm. the people absolutely you know and uh, one of the things that I've often said is that uh, you know you can tell the the mark of a true leader is how his troops um, respond to him or her after years of being apart you know and uh, it's like uh, the the story recently of uh, two service members passing in a, a busy airport, you know, and they're sitting down waiting uh, for the next flight and uh, they're talking and they're calling each other brothers, you know, and it was apparent that, you know, they weren't brothers, but, you know, the civilians who have never served listening to the conversation was floored by, you know, why do you call them brother? You know, it's like, you know, it's a time-honored tradition. And uh, he or she is my brother or my sister. And uh, we go into harm's way when nobody else will answer that call. And, uh, you know, so when you see um, a former soldier that used to be in your formation and you see how uh, excited they get to come and say, hey, sir, ma'am, great to see you again you know and you're now talking like as if you've been with each other for the last you know 15 years day to day but you hadn't seen each other in about five or ten years you know and uh the mark of a good leader is that response you know now if people go out of their way to avoid you yeah. and you know you, hey i, I could have you need to change your deodorant bingo or your toxic attitude you know you know, okay, all right. You forced me into it. Now we can <laughs> we can only take so many people in here at one time, groveling at your feet and all that. But no. you know, mm-hmm. I'm teasing. Uh, okay, here's here's the deal. We got we've invited the mermaids, mm-hmm. and I'm going to extend that invitation to anyone that served under you that's listening, and please pass it on to others that were in. Either when you were at a, a platoon level or a company level or a brigade level, mm-hmm. anybody that served under General Dix, give us a call, and you're welcome to come in and sit in with us. I would love it. 
and bring all of the stories. Oh, I, boy. I, I figure they ain't got one story. They must have two or three hundred stories. Probably. So, you know, uh, the invitation is wide open, and please pass it on to everybody that you know that served under General Dix at some point in his career, and we'll arrange for, uh, you know, you come in, we'll, we'll figure out. We'll, we can't have... Two or three hundred in at once, so we'll we'll sort of um, siphon it out a little bit. But I'd love to have some of your some of your uh, officers, some of your NCOs, and and uh, find out if you are really as nice as you say you are to your NCOs. <laughs> as an as an old NCO, or just old actually, but uh, no, I think it'd be fun, and mm-hmm. uh, you know. Bring your mem- memories and your stories, and we'd love to have you and, and sit around the round table with, with your leader, General Richard Dix. He is a wonderful man, and uh, as I mentioned, I think it was last week, you know, you walk in the door and you just, you you have the command. It's, it's, a, it's something that God blessed you with that... Uh, you don't have to say a word. You mm-hmm. you just that's that's it. And some folks have it, and some folks don't. And I don't know. I walk into a room, people start laughing. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the way it is. Yeah, some things you can change, and some things you can't. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're going to have to uh, take a quick break. I'm going to run. Uh, I'm going to run uh, Colonel Mizell's uh, spot again on Outstanding. on uh, the the jc wall and uh certainly write down on your calendar folks uh not only this coming wednesday but also march the 28th when the uh, healing wall and it's amazing the stories i've heard from folks Mm -hmm. it really is a healing wall yes it is (laughs) it's uh it's strange anyway we'll be back right after this morning. My name is Mike Mizell. I'm a retired Army colonel and president of the Johns Creek Veterans Association. We meet in Newtown Park, and part of one of our projects is the installation of the Healing Wall, the half-scale model of the Vietnam Wall that traveled the United States. Well, it's coming to rest, and it's going to live in Johns Creek forever, the half-scale model. We're looking at a possibly a march implementation ribbon cutting ceremony and we're looking for donors and sponsors that want to help us in this great project you can donate at jcvets.org If your health insurance premium is more than your mortgage, Ellen Deal with Ideal Solutions is here to help. Whether you're a small business owner, individual family, or baby boomer, email MAGA45CAG at gmail.com, and I'll respond with three easy questions to help you determine if you can get away from Obamacare. As a 20-year veteran of the insurance industry, I'm here to help with all your insurance needs. Email Ellen Deal at MAGA45CAG at gmail.com. Okay, I'm about to uh, play an ad for one of our sponsors, Roundtown Moving. And uh, Timothy and his guys over there, 
I know well they moved me uh, a couple of times now, one in my office, one into a new home, or not, not a new home, new home to me. But anyway, uh, they are fantastic. And I talked to Timothy, and many of you veterans that are listening, uh, you've had lots of experience moving one place or the other. But maybe you're in a situation now that uh, you're needing to move, and uh, Timothy will treat you right. You tell him that you heard about him on America's Web Radio and that you're a veteran, and uh, he'll give you a real deal. He gives you a good price to begin with, but you tell him that you were listening to uh, General Dix and David on America's Web Radio, and uh, Timothy and his guys will really take care of you. So... Do me a favor and do that, and I can assure you, he'll do you a favor to boot. And we're going to get, you know, uh, Richard, we're going to get more and more. I feel so funny calling you. But anyway, anyway, I don't care if it is your name and the plaque just hadn't come yet, but it's on its way. Uh, Anyway, um, we're going to get more and more companies that realize what you're doing here in keeping the memory of Desert Shield and Desert Storm in front of folks. And uh, they're going to be, we're going to have them offer special deals to all veterans. Absolutely. And uh, there are a lot of companies that do it. And there's also, if um, you don't have your VA card, you can go and get it by just going by a VA, take your uh, DD... 214. 214. Mm-hmm. Or for some of us, it's a 254. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you're, and I still have put my hands right on it, my honorable discharge. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think one of my commanders, you really got an honorable discharge? <laughs> they just didn't know how much candy I sold out from under the barracks. <laughs> Did you ever, were you ever in a in a matchbox barracks? Oh, yeah. Yeah, started out in uh, at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and uh, spent time at uh, at uh, Fort Jackson in uh, the old white barracks, uh, two-story uh, yeah. <laughs> tender box that and you uh, had knew to have fire guard. Exactly. I started to say you knew why they had to have fire guard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but, and, and, uh, what was that, the... The middle of the, the each each uh, um, level had mm-hmm. had the the and it was polished to the nth degree. Uh, I forgot what it was called uh, on the floor. The you know and and somebody was waxing that sucker oh, every yeah. night. Absolutely, absolutely. That uh that that waxing machine became my best friend a couple yeah. of times. So yeah, I remember that. And then uh, Brasso in the bathroom shower stall, mm-hmm. the the drain and the all the doorknobs. You know, this is what this isn't what it's all about, but it is what it's all about because mm-hmm. it brings guys together that that would never ever necessarily mm-hmm. come together. Absolutely. And like you said, you become. Now we didn't have very many sisters in our in our barracks, but mm-hmm. um, we tried. But we we weren't ever we never accomplished that. But anyway, the guys that uh, and some of the stunts you pull on your best friends. And, yep. And uh, and quite honestly, I can say it does work if somebody's sound asleep and you bring a helmet liner in with some warm water. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
I won't go any further because you already know the end results. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we'll keep that one between us. But it it does work, folks. And, yeah, I tell uh, you, it's the only only place I know where you can take individuals and bring them together. And at the end of a period, you got a team, mm-hmm. and you got brothers. You know, a band of brothers and uh, brand of brothers and sisters that uh, you know it's it instills discipline that lasts a lifetime. You know? Amen. It lasts a lifetime. You know, I talked to my father-in-law who uh, served in Korea, and uh, and he was a uh, a cook uh, in Korea, and he talked about uh, guard duty, KP, shining boots, and you know formations, and the first sergeant being you know the Almighty, and you know things along that line. And uh, you know, I tell you, it's uh, it transcends generations. You know, and uh, I know. When I uh, get to that point, I'll be reaching back and I'll be telling those stories, you know, and uh, grandkids and great grands will be looking and saying, you know, wow, Papa, you really did that? And you're kind of old. That was a long time ago. <laughs> um, wasn't that long ago, but. Kind of old. <laughs> what kind of talk is that? Kind of old. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, this is, uh, I, I can't imagine. I know if if I were still a kid, I I would love to be listening and listening to uh, the stories. But and we'll get some more folks on here, uh, uh, and who knows, we may make up some some of our memories ourselves mm-hmm. after by the time this is all over Absolutely. with. Absolutely, um, you know, it it's just there's just something about it. And I I was thinking when you had stepped out that. Uh, one of the saddest things, I have a son that is in the Air Force, and I have one son that isn't and won't be in the military, and I feel sorry for my son that hasn't served mm-hmm. and won't serve, mm-hmm. because there's, uh, and, uh, you know, both of them kid me, not... Not my younger son that's in the military, uh-huh. but my older son used to kid me about the fact that, well, you were just uh, in the guard. You know, you didn't mm-hmm. you didn't serve. You were just in the guard. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, he's right. Uh, I didn't go to Vietnam, but you all have taught me, and mm-hmm. and Rick and and many others have have been very kind mm-hmm. and said, no, you did absolutely. And, uh, so it's. Uh, and and that's not as important as the fact of what you get in basic and mm-hmm. AIT or mm-hmm. whatever the other branches call it, and that's the important thing. Right. And, and it's uh, what what what's the old army saying? We make men out of boys. Yeah, absolutely, and they do. And we do more before nine a.m. than most people do all day. You know, and that's the uh, the key to this show, David, is that. There are generations that, you know, kind of missed the boat a little bit, and we've got to go back and reach back and grab people like your son and say, hey, you know, uh, it was honorable service, no matter what formation you were standing in. Because, you know, from 1955 to 1975, if you served during that period, guess what? You were a Vietnam-era service member, no matter whether you set foot in Vietnam or whether you were in Guam. Japan or, you know, Fort Hood, Texas, preparing and supporting troops that were moving and going 
into that direction. And, you know, here's the key that your son, my son, and the others need to understand is that it is faithful service no matter whether it's peacetime operations or whether it's combat. If you serve and you've donned that cloth, then that's the most noble service that you gave during that time and that period. And, you know, I'm very proud of your service, you know. And uh, it was the guard and the reserve that kept us going to a certain degree because now you gotta you got to remember, other countries around the world have million plus standing men armies, you know, and we've got what, maybe about three or four hundred thousand, you know, between all branches that serve, you know, my public education and my math tells me that's probably about all, close to two to one in, in those formations. So when we activate the guard and the reserve and we call them forward to come and serve, you know, they round out the total force that we bring to bear. And, you know, that makes us the greatest army in the world. So, you know, uh, I can't wait to have a conversation with your son and other sons that, you know, have kind of missed out on that and don't quite understand that. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you've ever worn this cloth, whether it was for 30 years, 40 years, or, you know, four or five years, you have given of yourself and we owe you a debt of gratitude. And, you know, I applaud you for, you know, uh, working with the companies that are going to give back to our veterans and try to make our, our veteran lives uh, better. And as you and I talked about, you know, in upcoming shows, we'll talk about some initiatives that uh, my companies are doing to uh, end uh, veteran homelessness and uh, get those folks off of the street, but more importantly, get them the care that they need, get them retrained, and uh, get them jobs, and then get them on a path to where they want to be. I, I got one that I'm going to throw out, and she doesn't even know I'm going to do it, uh, is uh, Stephanie Stuckey. Mm-hmm. She's now the uh, president of Stuckey's that are on every road in the country, I think. I know we all stopped at them when I was kids, and mm-hmm. people still do. And they're going to be doing some things, I think, uh, strictly, you know, for the military or for veterans. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Stephanie's a friend. She's a, a very uh, able executive. Right. And uh, so uh, shout out to her. I'm looking forward to Wednesday. And, oh, I have come up with it. And uh, this, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to see if we can stump him one more time quickly. I want to know where in the... Uh, who came up with and where, and I understand it's across the board at every fort in the country, mm-hmm. to leave your poncho on when the sun comes back out. I want to know where that's written. Why didn't somebody yell him, take him off? But I want to know where. So you got to come up between now and next week with okay. the, the answer to where it's written that you leave your poncho on when it's. 90 degrees, the sun's out, and smoke's coming out that little hole where your face was. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about leaving them on after a rainstorm has come and gone. Oh, yes, sir. Okay. And right before you get on the cattle car to cattle truck to take you back to the rifle range. (laughs) Anyway, this is more fun than, than scratching an itch. So we'll be back next week. 
General Dix, thank you for your service, and thank you for coming in here. This is fun. Absolutely, and thank you for yours. And uh, to our public that's listening, remember, give back to your veterans on a daily basis, not just uh, during a holiday or a special occasion. You know, they serve 365 days a year, uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week in in most cases. Uh, the the most we can do or the best we can do is give back to them with the same regard. Until next week. God bless America. Cool. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.